welcome to this episode of the Sports Council Podcast. I am your host, Matt, and I'm here with Gav and G for this episode of the show. It's time to talk trades. Our fantasy football experts will reveal our biggest trade tactics today and teach you how to become a master at making trades. We'll also do some buy low and sell high, list our favorite trade targets, and give you some trade counsel to your personal questions. Finally, we'll conclude with our week 6 starts and sits. Today is October 11th, 2022, and this is the 76th episode of the show. All right. Man, mid-season form. I don't know about you guys, I'm down. I'm down in fantasy football. I'm horrible. It's awful. You guys are just done with regular football. I'm done with every all football right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> we should be when... done with regular football, but you know, you're doing pretty well in our, you know, listener league at least. Right, that is a, a very true statement, but it just kind of hurts, you know. You can't really be happy at the end of the day, can you? No. I mean, what what matters more to you guys, the fantasy football or the you know the <clears throat> team that you root for? Honestly, Dad. I thought I thought it was fantasy football, but watching the Patriots just like beat up the Lions, man, I really love it. Yeah, I, I probably have to agree with that. I would trade in all my championships in fantasy for a real life championship. Like I, I feel like there's control. Like you know, when you lose in your fantasy league, you feel like you lost, right? And the team, it's like you know, you can't really control that. But I no. do think you feel worse. I think if your team loses, I did lose with the Patriots. Okay, I was with them. You Doesn't did. Doesn't matter. You were there. <laughs> yes. Coaching up Bailey. No, Zappy. no, you know, you know what it is. It's <laughs> no, it's not. Z- oh, it is Zappy, but. It's it's that like everyone is against you when you root for the Patriots. It doesn't matter where you are, you can just feel it. You feel the that hate. That will always be true. Yeah. Yeah, it always be true, and so that's why like when the Patriots win, I win. When the Patriots lose, I am getting clapped. <laughs> yeah, we will Pause definitely. It. You know. Okay. Pause. Yeah. I was about to say. <laughs> We Not will like definitely that. clap you when uh, the Patriots lose, but no, you know, no, dude. I said it anyway. Yeah. All right, let's move on here. <laughs> yeah, let's move into the recap here. I think that's enough of everything else that you guys are trying to do. I'm not sure exactly what you guys are doing there, but it's beyond me. Oh. Um, we'll start off with the first matchup. Uh, we'll get it right out the way. Uh, Matt had a loss to Nando. Uh, the score, 173 to 120. <laughs> oh, dude. It can get worse. Wait, what did yeah. what was the score? One seventy three to one twenty. Oof. Yeah, I tried to Uh-oh. go quickly so that people wouldn't hear it, but yeah, uh, hey, seventy three to okay. one twenty. Nice, almost fifty point loss for Matt. Nice little humbling, I guess you could say. Uh, you know, what can this you is do when? It around. Well, yeah, what can you do when your running back gets hurt, or wide receiver doesn't play, and you know, <laughs> it, it's it's hard to win a games like that. But you know, he's still eighth and Nando seventh now. At three and two, it's kind of crazy that uh, we got people that are seventh and eighth at the winning record. So sounds um, like the AFC West of this. I, I take my lumps here. I mean, the walls are closing in. Team Rat can't just win on, uh, you know, the lowest scoring win because that's what we've been doing for a while. But you know, I just lost my third running back in a week. Damian Harris is out. That alongside Javante and Jonathan Taylor, it's not looking good. And this is the third time in five weeks that my tight end puts up zero points, which is, you know, just fantastic. So Yeah. Unbelievable. Get a little freaky with it. I gotta I gotta do something, gotta make some changes, gotta get a little freaky with it. You know, you'll see. You'll see guys. So big changes sound like coming to Matt's team soon. Uh, look out for that. 
Facts. We got Eagles against Dalen, and we had another Eagles win, real life and the year, one twenty nine to one oh six, making Ugh. another three and two person. But he is in fifth in Eagles fan or Eagles twenty twenty three, and then our lovely champion from last year, D Lee, is one oh six, and he put up eleventh uh, place performance for this week. So he's really you know down in the trenches. Hopefully we can see. Resurgence by our champ, but you know, new champ sounds like there is one coming this year. Uh, Dylan, what are you doing, dude? Just because I took your powers, don't mean you gotta like just crumble. Yeah, he's definitely crumbling right now, and it's uh, hard to uncrumble sometimes. Uh-huh. Now we got another man crumbling. Uh, Gav, who put up 120. <laughs> 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 he went up 120 against uh, Ida. Blank Jerome Booger, uh, one fifty one for McYoung Boy, ugly kid, uh, classic here. Another whooping for Gav, just like. Listen, dude, that guy scored the second highest points. Okay, I literally have been scored on so heavily these past like three weeks. It's not even funny. I'm like, I have like everyone scores on me the most. I'm like the fourth highest like points allowed on me. It's annoying. Well, it is what it is. Can't do much about it here. No. I mean, you also studied Russell place. Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> some people will learn, but some people will not. Gav's ninth, where McYoungboy is second. Uh, we got Kareem Pies against Go Panthers, and uh, Kareem Pies put up 171 against Go Panthers, 113, putting Kareem Pies in a respectable first place at 4-1, and one, and putting Go Panthers in uh, fourth place with the 3-2 and two record. And that leaves us with uh, Bryant, you know, lovely USC fan, and uh, untraced unicorns, and Bryant came up with the win, 148-137, putting Bryant 3-2 and two as well in 6th place, and untraced unicorn in 10th. And now for the main event of the evening. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. You beat up on an 0-5, bruh, okay? 0-5, <laughs> or I guess 0-4 heading into week 5. Oh, yeah, 0-4. Midi, King Midi 2023. Uh, plays House of Cook, and as House of Cook does, puts up 165 against Midi's 106. And, you know, um, we had great performances from, surprise, surprise, the double tight. You know, I was criticized the draft night of my decisions. And this week I had 55 points from both my tight ends. And at that point, I had uh, basically almost outscored Midi's whole team. Uh, Ta- Dalvin Cook finally showed up as well. Taking two tight ends, the only two tight ends that are worth something in this league, has really put all of us in a bad spot because tight ends are so valuable as it is. And these two tight ends are so valuable because they're yeah. red zone lookers, dude. Hookers. I, I hate them. I would need a great, great offer if anybody's interested. These tight ends are expendable. Hey, but we are talking trades. So we are talking trades. Yeah. Um, not sure what the value of the guys I have here are, but like I said, I um, took the win this week. That's all that matters. I'm third place, and Midi at 0-5 is 12th. Oh, man. Uh, Poor King well, Midi. <laughs> it is starting to feel like a furnace in here. It's getting hot. It's not looking good for us podcasters. <laughs> We're getting you know, our teeth kicked in in our own league um, because the first two are Kareem Pies and Ida Jerome Boger, which, you know, by the way, we're pretty sure McYoungboy is an Atlanta fan at uh, judging by the <laughs> for sure he name. was livid <laughs> yes livid. i mean i get it i get it completely terrible call and i hate listen Jerome dude Berger. 
ugly kid. We own you. Well, Tom Brady is still part of the Patriots. Tom Tom Brady is still part of the Patriots, bitch. Spiritually. It doesn't matter. You just lost to him. Yeah, no, you no, lost no, no, him. No, no, listen. I will forever be his daddy because of what happened in Super uh-huh. Bowl 51. Or Debatable. I will always be his daddy, though. So will Tom. Okay, Whatever Super Bowl then, that one is, 49. I forgot which one it was. House of Cook is on a three-game win streak. So G is in third. Go Pantars is in fourth. SEC Slugs fifth. L Nerd USC stand sixth. Zero running back strategy seventh. I don't know how, but Ratatouille is eighth. Um, Gav is ninth. Untrace <laughs> Unicorns is tenth. my name. <laughs> I hate Westworld is eleventh, and King Midi is twelfth. By the way, Gav's name is pretty shit team. <laughs> With the it, weird, it, and, uh, and, and it's got and Russian letters. It's got Russian letters in the front because oh, of how God. crusty it is. <sighs> but I'm gonna go nuclear just like the uh, Russians. <clears throat> okay, well. Well, that, way. that's all for the recap. <laughs> I don't know if we'll have a recap next year. If something sounds a gap. No, I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going nuclear. Meaning, I, I'm I'm gonna pop off now. I'm I've oh. lost three straight. I think the government is calling straight. you. Whoa, okay. whoa, whoa, whoa! Either way, you know, we gotta we gotta do something here, guys. Because if we lose to our listeners, um, I think they take over the show. I think that's how it goes. Illusion. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, I have a new set of hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Jamar nah, and McYoungboy show. Nah, well, Jamar is trying to, he's wanted to come on this podcast so much, actually. All right. I should hey, really get him on. That's, we'll see. Well, I hope he comes on soon then. He can yeah. get a recap next time. He's been he winning, should. so. Well, he got lucky, dude. He he, he drafted Jettas and um, Diggs, bro. <sighs> How can who let this happen, dude? It's because you know that one dude, that Bears fan, King Mitty. Oh, I'm God. sure King Mitty is uh, feeling pretty poorly about his team anyway, so we don't need to pile on here. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Although unnecessary. But let's get into our topic of the day. It is time, folks, to trade. As you can tell, most of us are not satisfied with our rosters, and you know. There's only a couple ways you can, you know, change your roster at this point. Mostly it's just add and drop on the waiver every week, or you got to find a way to make a trade because most of the good players are, you know, obviously on teams by now, and you're not always going to have the highest waiver priority. So you can't even pick up, you know, the Kenneth Walkers or the, um, I don't know who else there is left because that's how, you know, shallow the waiver wire depth is right now. So this is time. It's time to make a trade. And, mm. you know, some people are very adverse to trades. Some people love to trade. And, you know, it really just depends on the makeup of your league and whatnot. But we're going to give you some tips as experienced veteran fantasy footballers will have done. We've all traded at least once in our fantasy football leagues. Some have been to varying degrees of success. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hyperventilate right here. Trade, bro. I, I hyperventilate. I can't do it. I think Gav is the one who is most averse to trades. Yeah, I can't do I'm it. I'm trigger happy. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, that's true. Trip tights? I don't know, dude. That's 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 insane. I don't know how you think of that. Yeah, was, it, was it Boy who gave you the triple tight ends last year? No, no. Was. It was um, no. Bolly Dogs. Oh, no, no. I thought it was you, Gav. Did I give you? Who gave Kittle? I... Someone gave Kittle. No, I, didn't, I have Kittle this year. And you can have him, dude. I don't want this freaking bum. Ooh, I'll take him. 
No, shush. Wait, wait let me see your team. I'm, I'm gonna poach it later. I, again, guys, we're colluding against you. We're not losing to you. Listen. Hey, we didn't say that. Oh, it's only oh. Gavin. Okay, so you know, let's talk about some basic trade strategy here. G, as uh, you know, very aggressive trader yourself. How do you necessarily approach trades in your leagues? So, I mean, I'll kind of break you guys down the offer that uh, we talked about, I think, maybe two or three weeks ago. Uh, I traded Garrett Wilson for Damian Pierce. And, then, you know, right now that sounds like an insane fleece, but you know, at the time it did not. And I want to <laughs> kind of just break down why I made the trade at the time I did and how you should apply that to going forward, basically. Uh, if you consider week two and what Damian Pierce was at that point, it hasn't performed. And he was kind of understandard in a sense. And I gave him someone that was performing higher than expected. So, you know, you kind of get a better vibe and you're trading away a lesser, you know, uh, you're like, damn, I drafted this guy probably way higher than usual because you getting so much hype in the beginning of the year. And now I'm, you know, he didn't give me two good weeks. You know, you look at your guy offer coming in for Garrett Wilson, who just put up double digit points last week, couple touchdowns, whatever, right? You're like, damn, that's, you know, appealing. But, you know, obviously that going forward, my projection was that Damon Pierce will one point or another get the starting role and be able to, you know, become the RB1 of his team. And it happened for me that it was just the next game after. So there's always going to be opportunity out there. So you really want to try to trade for players that, like, aren't, like, straight shit. You know, like, Kyle Pitts is straight shit right now. I don't know if I would even want to go trade for him at a low value. I would look for maybe, like, a Kittle instead you know and right now kittle is a very buy low type of candidate like you can as long as you're not giving up original kittle value at the beginning of the year you have to obviously account for that in your trade you know you talk to that with the person that you're trading with tell them hey i'll offer for kittle but you know you kind of just play the cards where you say in the beginning of the conversation like you know that kittle is not playing good this year you know you just put that out there so then he thinks that lesser of kittle while you guys are negotiating that's kind of one of my strategies I like to just, you know, downplay their players, upplay your players. Obviously, it's very, you know, wicked in a sense. But at the end of the day, you're not going to remember in two weeks that who you got Kittle from. But you're going to remember that you got Kittle on your team. And now he's playing good again. And be really happy. Obviously, there's the other side of it where you might trade someone away. And, you know, they start playing better. Or they continue to play good. But, you know, that's the risk of it. And I really like to, you know, try to sell off on players that are really hyped right now. Like uh, Tyler Lockett would be a great, great example. I have him in a couple leagues, and I'm trying to, you know, see what offers I can field for him because I don't know how long I trust Geno Smith for personally, and he has a really high value as of right now. So you could kind of get maybe like a DeAndre Hopkins type of guy where he's not coming back off suspension yet, but when he comes back, he's going to be great. So you still got a week while he's suspended. Maybe with the guy that has him, I'd be like, hey, I got a guy that's going off right now, you know? And you kind of emphasize how your guy's playing great. Their guy's not playing at all. But in reality, if in a week, he's going to be back and playing great. And you're going to have a great receiver. So it's kind of like how you can play your cards and stuff. Mm -hmm. And Gav, I mean, as the most risk-averse probably, or the most trade-averse, I'd say, yeah, owner out of all of us, what makes you want to trade, I guess? And what really compels you to do that? Ah, oh, man, so... When so unlike G, I'm not very wicked with it, as you guys are alluding to, and which is very true. I am very, um, you get one that you need, and I get one. I, you know, we're exchanging for positions, and I also trade for people that I like deep down in my heart that I know 
our winners. And you know, I pick winners, dude. I'm a Patriots fan. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's not it's not about trying to screw someone over. It's a, more about trying to bring myself up. While See, that's where that's where our out. logic is different, bro. I'm, yeah, I'm 100 percent with screwing other people over. <laughs> yeah, well, you're you're screwing people <laughs> over, but like th- there's so much risk to that because you know you're you could you're honestly like you're hyping him up. Who who did you draft or who did you um trade away? Uh, uh Garrett Wilson. And yeah, Wilson. Damian Pierce. Yeah, yeah like th- it could have been so wrong. It could have gone so bad for you if it wasn't for like the mill hunter just not liking wilson but i like so like last year i went for what i thought was a solid pick you know derrick henry was he was now that i think about it, i did draft away kiddo last year but let me just derrick henry was like scoring out of his mind the first six weeks or the five weeks and i was like okay eight weeks the first eight weeks and i picked him up i think early like he gave me a one good sturdy week and then he fell off so probably week six is when I traded for him. (laughs) He broke his foot, you know, literally fell off the wagon. But, um, I like to choose players that I, I have a good feeling for. You guys should pick players that I like just because they seem to pop off and then they pop off like a foot or like an arm. But let me, let me, let me, let me kind of break down why I just, you know, grabbed, gave you a great example of a trade that he made and i kind of want to just you know explain why i would never done a trade similar to that because you're trading for someone you didn't even hear who i gave away i was in the league with you last year (laughs) well yeah well it is what i'm just saying it was logically yeah keep going continue who's kittle and who oh my god and it was it wasn't kittle i'm pretty sure it was like a bunch of different players i know Um, it was like three players that were all trashed it was I mean, an awful trade. I think, no, right. no, I also gave away, um, what's that running back from Washington? I oh my say God. Gibson. Antonio, yeah, I Gibson. Thought it was Antonio Gibson. Gibson. It was Gibson? Yeah, I could have sworn it was my tight Gibson. end. Well, I mean, yeah, but my point is, like, it's not really about what you traded, it's who you traded for, because at that point, you were trading Henry at his peak of his season. He was absolutely tearing ass, and that's what kind of my whole point is, he is was that projected you traded to... for Yes, but you prayed... You're trading for a guy at peak value. A, you're just going to have to give up more. Logically, like, obviously, maybe you have gotten a better deal. But, you know, just in general, you're not going to be able to get players like that. Like, right now, if you try to trade for Saquon, it's just insane because... No, see, but I wouldn't, tra- I wouldn't trade for Saquon. You did that last year. Derrick Henry was number one wouldn't, running back no, when you traded but for him. That's No, because Derrick Henry <laughs> was for sure a league winner. Dude, if, you, if he didn't get hurt... You know he would he would clap back because he came back during the playoffs and he was running people over. They suck. The Titans, you know, um, right? His quarterback can't throw. I mean, I think it's two rules of thought here, right? G, you like to make trades and you're trying to just you know take advantage of certain situations, right? You can be like you can be a couple of different players in your league, right? You can be the guy who tries to just you know, elevate his team through trades and then continually like um, buying low, selling high. Obviously, that comes with a lot of risk. Or you can be like Gav, you make one move throughout the season and it's for a win now kind of piece, right? Like you trade all your bench players, you trade all your depth for kind of a league winner kind of person. And then, you know, that also comes with the risk of its own. So, you know, ultimately, all trades will come with risk. And it just depends on the type of players that you 
are willing to give up and the type of players you're willing to get, right? In the so, Derrick Henry trade, I yeah. was given Antonio Gibson was dog awful last but he season. He played better and at the end still, of the year too. He, he played better, but he only played like a handful of games. It turned out to I be have, clinical. I have your trade. I found your trade. Okay, what the is trade it? Trade was you know you got Derrick Henry and T Higgins. That's and, clean. And he got Devonte Adams, Antonio Gibson, and Lavisca Chenault. So, eh, you know, Gibson it's was still a good that trade. Devonte a... was good. Um, Chenault was not good. So, you know, yeah, honestly, so... like T Higgins was a good. Like if Derrick Henry was healthy, I think he would have. You know, been that okay. trade was so. I felt like it was so one sided towards me. If he just stayed healthy, it's just yeah. the fact that you can't foresee injury. But that's fantasy football. Okay. Now, the big thing here, though, is that, that was offloading trash. Like the only good person in that trade at the moment was Devonte. No, he wasn't. Okay. Yes, Derek he was. Henry. It's Derrick Henry, right? Derek no, Henry's I was. Player. I would know. I'm like saying on, on my side, on my on end. Side. Okay. On my sure, end, I, can, I only I gave Devonte Adams away. I was giving away trash. For well, I was still trying to get get him. I was still trying to do him dirty. Uh, Bolly dogs, but I didn't foresee an injury like that, dude. And that's the thing. Like, you got to be willing to accept the risk in a trade. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of people, especially in a league with friends, right, they don't like making trades because, I mean, as you can tell, because we haven't even mentioned Nando when he made his trade in Sports Console when he <laughs> gave up Ezekiel Elliott for Dalvin Cook. And then we clowned him for eternity, and we are still clowning him. Uh, for that trade you know there's a spotlight when you are trading in a friend league and people i think i feel are more risk averse when it comes to those kinds of leagues to make trades because they don't want to be they don't want to look wrong and you just have to be willing to say okay you know i have to take a gamble you can't always win a trade outright especially like when it goes through and when it you know happens you just got to be willing to just take that chance and if you're not that kind of person to be risk averse like that, that's fine. But at the same time, trading will win you your league. So don't be afraid to be embarrassed by, you know, making a trade. You just have to do it sometimes because if not, your season's in the gutter and, you know, you're going to be embarrassed then too because you didn't make any moves. You didn't make the moves that you could have made in order to win your league. So you always got to you got to explore every single option, especially when you're like 1 in 4, 0 oh and 5, right? Like, some tips that I have personally are just you really have to understand the situation your league mates are in, right? Even if it's like, you know, not your friends, you're just, you're just looking at their roster, right? For the very first time, and you see their record, they're like one in four, right? What do they need? Oh, Jonathan Taylor's hurt. Javante Williams is hurt, just like me. Let's like look at me for a second here, right? They're both hurt. I need a running back. And, you know, I'm doing two right now in our league, but if I was like, you know, two and three, one and four, I would need a win now piece, right? I need a running back that can win now. And then you can say, okay, he needs a running back. I want one of his running backs. Let's say Jonathan Taylor, right? He, like, they think, like, let's say G thinks, you know, he's going to bounce back, so you have to buy low on him. So then what G would probably do is that he'd probably offer me, you know, a running back that can play right now versus, you know, a guy that has potential but is not available right now. Let's say G is in a spot where he can say, okay, I can take a couple of games where Jonathan Taylor is hurt or he doesn't play that well because I have a good record at this point. You know, Matt needs a running back 
and you know he needs a, a win right away. So then he could offer me, say, a Damian Pierce for Jonathan Taylor, which he did. <laughs> yeah, you didn't accept it, though. But that's exactly what you do in a situation like that. You got to understand your league mate situation. You have to know what kind of value you're willing to part with. And then you have to kind of explain, I guess, the situations you guys are in, right? And then try to convince them, make it make sense. It's harder to do that with strangers. You know, you just do a cold trade, right? And it usually doesn't work unless it's like a complete like league of strangers. Um, but if you just like throw a bunch of random ass trades at a person and then just like text them, give me Kamara or something like that, then, you know, it's not going to work. And um, another thing too, don't overvalue your own players, right? And make sure to put like an extra amount of value on theirs because that's exactly what they're doing to you, right? If you offer them one of your bench players, even if it's like, you know, an actually good bench player, like a Cordero Patterson, right? Or like, you know, let's say Cortland Sutton's on your bench for some reason or Adam Thielen, right? Then, you know, they're actually decent players. But for some reason, people, when they see them, it's like, oh, you're not even starting them. You're just offering me a bench piece for this guy right and then they overvalue their own guy even if it's like Najee Harris right who has been doing terribly this year and that's my bad I call them one of my guys but either way you know even if you know their players are doing terribly they only see the value of the first round pick that they spent to get on him and they're not willing to part with them that's exactly why I didn't part with Jonathan Taylor yet because I spent the second overall pick on him and I don't want to you know give up yet on that it's a sunk cost fallacy I know it personally yeah (laughs) <laughs> but you know it's i'm still holding on to it either way you know i'm it's in like make sure you appropriately account for that value and you know that's why it's going to be so hard sometimes to make a trade with some people and you know you got to be willing to like look around and see the person who is actually willing to give up on someone because if you give them a low ball offer or something like that or what they consider a low ball offer odds are they're probably not going to trade with you anymore right we had this guy in our league, uh, Gavin, our league, who yeah. <laughs> always gave low ball offers. Oh right? yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah. that one. That random Honestly, that we had. To... All of our, a lot of people give low ball offers, and it's terrible. Nando does that. <laughs> you know, I well, do that. Everyone never does lead that with your max offer, though. You know, but you yeah. got to make it respectable. The only problem yeah. with being with in friendly, yeah. Well, you already touched on it, so I don't think being with friends is hard. So like it's easier to make trades in leagues where you don't know anybody because then you guys are open to discussion and you guys don't hate each other with an eternal flame. Yeah, you know? <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. Some some friends. I don't know. Would you ever it's... see? That's the thing. Would you ever trade with Nando? That's the thing. Uh see. <laughs> because if you're it wrong, depends. Nando will hold that shit on you for life, right? It it depends because I'm always trying to win, you know. So like actually yeah, i'll trade with anybody as long as i can make it say as long as at the end of the day the trade on my side makes sense and makes me better i don't care who it is i don't care what's being said so at the end of the day my team i feel like is getting better like i don't i feel like i'm kind of you dif- know what's different in that i don't have like a well unless maybe a couple players that are like in a value league where like maybe like in a two quarterback league uh, I got a really, really good quarterback. I don't want to really move off of him because it's harder to find quarterbacks or something like that. Whereas, like, for the most part, I'm pretty expendable. I don't really, you know, 
I just recommend not to really think of it as the players. Like, your players aren't going to come be your friends and shit, you know? So just think about your team and your success and what what's the best way for you to get to the, the championship, which is the ultimate goal, and you want to yeah. win. You know, at the end of the day, you I promise you, if I told you you're going to win a championship team, you had, and this is the roster you need, you're going to take that roster. Like, that's at the end of the day what you got to think of it like. Whatever trade you got to make is make you better. And then ultimately, if you're trading for like a guy like D-Hop, who's coming back in a couple weeks, maybe, you know, right now, maybe week six, five and six, while he's on his last two games of suspension, you might might not have a re- good receiver. You might have to start Dar- Darnell Mooney. But who cares? You know, at the end of the day, like, like two games is not going to decide your season. If you can make a trade that makes you better ultimately and later down the season, then you should do so and, you know, stick with it. Yeah, I kind of hesitant on coming back. I'll be honest, just real uh-huh. quick. I, I'm hesitant on like drafting people who have come back from like injury or like suspension middle of the season because it's just too far down the line to um to buy. Like I feel like the cohesion isn't just gonna be there as as good as like somebody who's been week one with you, you know. So like Marquise Brown is definitely still gonna be number one even if D Hop is there. I yeah, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about some, you know, actual player names here for a second. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a saying, buy low, sell high. If you have never heard of these terms before, you buy low candidates are guys that are struggling as of late, and then the owners are willing to trade them for probably a discounted price. You're betting on the fact that they're going to bounce back, but obviously the inherent risk is that they never bounce back, and then they're just basically terrible the rest of the season and you just gave up you know even if you gave up something that's like 80 percent of their value that's still probably a lot more than you should have been paying so what are some buy low candidates that you think will have a bounce back season i can go with two that come off top of my mind i like to go for surety and name value in trade targets uh obviously damian pierce wasn't that but uh, like what i'm looking for right now in my teens are Obviously, everybody's always looking for running backs. Uh, I really like Kamara. I really like CMC. Obviously, these are big names, but they're not playing to their standard. Like, these guys fit right in the category of what I have. Until last week, Dalvin Cook was in there. And if you had traded for Dalvin Cook for the weeks before, you could easily got him for a much lower value. This week, he drops like 27. And boom, people are right back to the same value with Dalvin Cook. And now you're kind of buying high again, right? So this would be a terrible week to go get Dalvin Cook. So, you know, that's kind of really, it could be a one-week change. And, you know, the whole outlook on the player can be changed. So right now, I really like McCaffrey. Even though he did have a really good week last week, I'm still, you know, uh, I would still try to go buy low on him. Same with Kamara. He's going to get it together. Obviously, he lost his rushing touchdowns to Taysom Hill. But it is what it is. There's still other looks and targets you know receiver receiving core is not healthy it's damn near impossible for them to stay healthy just because of the guys they have and you know he's going to get targets and as long as he stays healthy he'll be better so those are kind of the two that come off the top of my mind all right and gav what do you think of some sell high guys so these are guys that you probably want to 
trade away now because you don't think they can sustain the amount of production that they have right now. Let's say they're scoring like 30 or 20, but you actually saw the games, and this is a complete anomaly. Just like Michael Carter last week, you know, he scored two touchdowns, but both of them were at the one-yard line, and he actually didn't get as many carries as Brees Hall, even though Brees, yeah, yeah, Brees Hall get all the yards and stuff like that. Right? I feel like you're just mad. Um, well, I, I would mad, definitely, but you know... <laughs> I know he had a down week this week, but I would sell Jamal Williams because for sure he's going to come back. I mean, um, Swift is coming back healthier for sure. He's got weeks to re- He had weeks to rest. And you're not going to sit. You're like, these guys are in love with him. And obviously they play better when he's on the field. I think they've lost all, all, all their games without Swift. So he, I'm selling Jamal Williams. I mean, he's good. Um, I just don't think that he can sustain this like touchdown that he's getting, the touchdowns he's getting. I think it's all touchdowns, all his productions are touchdowns. Um, I'm also selling Dalvin Cook. Um, I'm, I've lost Oof. love for him. You know, this is, it was against the Bears. They have given up literally like the most points, I think, against the run. Yeah. And um, it doesn't look, uh, that offense is, I think they air the ball out too much for my liking, dude. D- Dalvin Cook is, plus he's injured, you know. So if you got time to offload him, you gotta offload him now. I would buy Nick Chubb. You know, I would swap Nick. I would swap for Nick Chubb. Um, I don't think anyone's giving up Nick Chubb right now. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. You're a chicken, bro. Well, <laughs> well, see, I have both of them, so it really doesn't matter to me. But I would try uh-huh. to get Nick Chubb. <laughs> <laughs> He's just flexing on like you. Yeah, guys, come trade for guys that I have that I would never <laughs> trade. Well, you guys should go trade for them because just like me, you. Nick Chubb owners are and I would also, not looking to trade. I I might I uh, I'd buy Josh Jacobs low too. Um, even though he had a boom week, they're 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 transitioning more to run first because it's working for them. I mean, they put Kansas City on their toes, and uh, Josh Jacobs is definitely a workhorse. I don't know why they didn't pick up his fifth year option. He's always been that guy. Plus, he's Filipino a little bit, so you know that guy's legit. All right. Well, see. So what G touched on a little bit earlier is that you have to get the guys. If you think that they're going to, you know, do well, you got to take them within the week, right? Because next week they could pop off, right? If you're too hesitant, you say, okay, let me wait another week and see if this guy is really legit. They will go off. Like J.K. Dobbins, I was considering, you know, maybe trading for him because he was injured for a little bit. I think the manager might be able to sell. Like he doesn't, um, he's on a losing streak right now. So then he needs a win now piece. So then maybe I can buy low on him. But then I waited too long, and now J.K. Dobbins is probably off the market because he did pretty well last week, even on limited carries. So, you know, you if you want your guy and you your gut tells you to go for it, you just got to go for it because, you know, you next to. week the price is going to be double, right? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give some buy low candidates here. Um, Joe Mixon is one to consider. I don't really like it because I've seen the game so far. It's mostly his offensive line that is really tearing him apart. He's still a pretty good runner. He's getting the opportunities, and opportunities is king right now, especially when we have this running back recession right now. So he's getting a lot of carries, and eventually I think he will be you know, be more efficient with it. He'll probably pick up from like two yards per carry to four yards per carry, and then that will probably be a good running back too, right? And you could probably get him for cheap because Mixon owners are probably not doing so well if he's like their starting running back. He He's probably their first or second round pick, so they're probably not doing so well. 
Jonathan Taylor is obviously a buy-low candidate just because he's injured. Also an issue with the offensive line, but if you believe in the talent, you should really go and get him because his stock will never be lower than it is right now. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I feel so like those are yeah. are 100% back your 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 candidates here. I feel like they fit into the kind of category of probably the downturn of their season right now. Mm-hmm. Most likely, you know, obviously not every single one of the guys is going to start playing better, but you know, I think they have the most part the capabilities to do so. We've seen it happen before, so yeah. And then sell high guys. I have to. I hate to admit it, but it's James. The Flames. Chill. No, nah, dude. He's still they they have the same amount of carries. Well, for now, but remember, Robinson was out carrying ATN, I think, at the beginning of the year, and those shares have completely they've gone down. No, see, but the thing is, he had a when... juicy matchup against the Texans, who allow what the second most rushing yards in the league, and he didn't do anything with it. He was. They gave it the to week. ATN, and they lost. So they have to realize that it's not the way to go. And they I will realize. The efficiency is just not there right now. And right now, it's hard because if you could sell Robinson last week, I bet you would have gotten a better price. But now he's had two bad games in a row. ETN's coming in. It's a little bit harder to sell him right it's now. A so it's a buy probably I'd probably hold right now. But, you know, if you have the ability to get a good offer for James Robinson right now, let's say if you got, like, you know, one of these guys, Joe Mixon, Jonathan Taylor... Uh, I'd be a little bit hesitant, but, you know, I try to just find the best offer you can. He's not invincible on your roster, I'd say. You can't just say, no, I'm holding James Robinson and I'm denying all offers. You have to at least consider the talent right now because it's not, the outlook's not great right now. And I'm just saying, I'm waving a red flag here. Oh, okay. Okay, so let's do some trade counsel because we said that we would we're gonna pull up some trades here and then we're gonna try to see if we can help these people out let's do it all right so this one's pretty easy half point ppr give up james robinson get george pickens james robinson is my running back six and pickens would be my wide receiver six i mean wide receiver three but can i get more value than this for j rob i think so i would you pick? I would. I will. Ah, uh, man. I wouldn't let go of James Robinson. I'll be honest with you. I mean, if he's your RB six, for whatever effing reason, he's your RB six. But if that's your case, like, he's never gonna see the daylight. So. This guy valuing well his go... running backs. The heck. Yeah, he must have went running back, running back, running back, running back, running back. Yes. But, I mean, I don't know. There's there. I don't think it's a terrible trade. Whereas, like, I just think, like you said, like. In the latter half of the tweet, or whatever the thing is, that you could probably get him in a much better value for him. I agree. I like Pickens. I think he's a buy low candidate if he's still out there as a buy low. But um, you can get probably more for James Robinson. For Especially sure. if you need a wide receiver three, you could probably get a better wide receiver three than right now than Pickens. Yeah. I think you can probably. Maybe add another player or something, pick up like an Amari Cooper or something like that. I'd rather go do something like that. I feel like Amari Cooper, maybe like a Tyler Lockett. Yeah, that's a good um, value, I'd say. I think that's fair value. George Pickens, is, George Pickens is just a little bit more of a question mark for me. 
And that's coming from the Steelers fan. Yeah, I was going to say that's from... I mean, bro, we just kind of suck. So it's like, I don't know. Like, it's always like the thing. You don't really want players on a, like a bad team. But we're going to be always losing a lot of games. So thing. Real question. Can you, uh, uh, can you pick it? Buy low? Oh, he's buy free. Pick up, pick up on waivers. <laughs> buy free. <laughs> I'm talking about for you as like a, a Steelers fan. I have him in a few leagues, but Jesus I don't know if I'm Christ, to... he said it. Yikes! All That's right, down standard line. league, standard league. Mike Kamara for his Jeff Wilson and George Kittle. That's a no for me. No, run that back, run that back. That one. Kamara for Jeff Wilson and George Kittle. Yeah, bro. Why? Why? What? What are we doing here? What? That's crazy. I, I want to take consideration if your tight end is like, I yeah. don't know, Sorry. some random player. Not I gonna, don't know. Maybe a random player can't be doing that much worse than Kittle, right? Jeff no. Wilson is not going to be starting in a couple weeks. K- dude, Kittle, right. Kittle's um, snap shares. Go, he, I think he was targeted the most. And then you're picking up two players on the same team, right? Until he, he fumbled. Can, yeah. Yeah. Well, I have the same thing. It doesn't matter. Do you win? Uh, you can win. I have it on my other league with Matt. Yes. Not this one. I don't know. I think that you're. Jeff Wilson's a good pickup, but then Elijah Mitchell's coming back eventually, so you don't really have a long-term play there. Kittle is a question mark, and I'm trying to buy low on Kamara, so I wouldn't trade him low at all. All right, full PPR. Trade my Najee for his David Montgomery. Oh, I I would. I would. I feel uh, like um, Demo is better. He's just better. The only issue and, uh, I mean, know is his opportunities right now. Khalil Herbert's right. kind of getting I'm, in there. It's feasting. I think Jalen Warren is also getting in there for Najee, which yeah. is kind of sad to say. But but I think Warren was given the ball most. right now. Yeah, he's not efficient at all. Whereas at least Demo, he's getting that work in, and they're not afraid I mean, to give him the ball. I mean, if you need this person to be your RB one, I'd probably go get Demo. But if you have an expendable like position, like maybe you picked up a late round running back that's playing well. Like if you have a Jeff Wilson that you can play for the time being while Najee trying to figure it out, I would just hold on to Najee. I think it depends on what type of predicament you are. Like if your team's shit in the bed because you took Najee in the first round, then yeah, I would just go get Demo. At least you have a guy you can start and rely on. But then if you're good and you can thug it out for maybe a week or two more and you can play some other guys or put them at your flex or something like that, I would do that. This is where the sunk cost fallacy comes in. I don't think Najee's going to return that first round value at this point. So you got to sell him for what he's worth. And, you know, maybe you can hope for one good game and then you can sell him instantly. But people are going to see that too. So, you know, I'd probably take that trade at this point because you're probably not doing so well. At least Monty looks good in his carries. But, you know, and Najee's not. Like, if you're getting opportunities and you're not good and your team is not good, and you're probably not going to be running the ball that much, then, you know, writing's on the wall. You can't just put that first-round value still there because it's not happening. I don't think that, I don't think that um, the Steelers' uh, schedule is not, it's not favorable. It's not favorable, no. Not at all. It, I think it's one of the hardest. Um, I think it's like the second-hardest schedule. It's the, the hardest one going forward. Yeah, oh, we see, Exactly. Yeah, I can't even say Najee's a buy low because I I, I just don't. That line is awful, dude. Let's just let's just put it out there, okay? I'm sorry, G. Man, I'm not the one who had him as a buy low. I don't think anybody had him as a buy low, right? No. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Some sometimes you can buy low based off schedule, right? And then you know they look bad for a certain part of the schedule, but then they'll look better once the schedule clears. Yeah, I mean, I will also state that 
I'd buy low and maybe like a dynasty league. Oh, well, yeah, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. If, you last, if you do that, that's a thing. I mean, if you could give up like some late round picks and like maybe some mid running back, I'd, I'd go pick up Najee. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with one last question here. 12 team PPR was offered his Keenan Allen and AJ Dillon for my Kenneth Walker III. My other wide receivers. Oh, Deontay, God, I would. Wait, T. what? Higgins, can you repeat Lockett. that? Wait, wait, wait. Can you, can you repeat that? I don't need yeah, to tell me the I teams, don't bro. think. What? I don't think. Yeah, that, that was a dub. If it's for Kenneth Walker? I don't know, yeah. man. Keenan Allen and AJ Dillon for Kenneth Walker, right? Bro, you want to hear the wide yes. receivers and running backs? Sure. Okay. Wide receivers are Deontay, T. Higgins, Lockett, Jacoby Myers, and Thelian. Sounds um, like he needs a receiver. Yeah, it sounds like he needs a receiver, dude. My other running backs are McCaffrey, Pierce, Harris, and Herbert. Which Harris? Damien. Uh, yeah, well, I don't no, know Damian why you Harris wouldn't do that. Is, yeah, Damien Harris you is need, going you down. Need, you, need, you need a player at each position, and you got a guy that's uh, still a question mark. You get Keenan, you put him at receiver. You could put AJ Dillon at running back. He's not a terrible option. Uh, that's the thing. AJ Dillon's the one that's hurting me right now because... He is not getting anything. He is a flex at best because his Ooh. opportunities have been dwindling. And, you know, I don't know if that's good to see, right? Kenneth I'd... Walker, let's say, returns running back to value right now because no one's going to compete for him anymore. Rashad Penny's gone for the season. A.J. Dillon is maybe, let's say, flex, right? So then you left for Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is hurt. We don't know when he's coming back. Like So this is basically... You believe in Keenan Allen returning to like wide receiver one value and AJ Dillon being at least a flex because honestly, your running backs are McCaffrey and Pierce, and that's you can make do with that. Damian Harris is a good flex option too. I honestly would probably take Damian Harris right now over AJ Dillon once they return, right? Because at least we know he's getting the opportunities. So, de- yeah, I think it depends also on what where he's what's his like what is his record. In the league at this moment, it's kind of early for me, but like at some point, um, I'm selling uh, players to get other players that I think that have a better schedule, better like script at the end of the year, just because I know like I need people to have key games. And mm-hmm. I, I that's what I thought Derrick Henry was going to do for me last year because he had like the easiest I think he was facing the Jaguars <laughs> twice, bro. And I was like, oh, give me that baby. Give me. Or well, they can't face twice, but you know, they definitely had this the Jaguars in his schedule. So I'd say if this think, guy has a winning record, yeah, right now, it. if he was like four and one, yeah, because then you're willing to wait on Keenan and AJ to get it together, and you can still make the playoffs. So yeah, if you need a win, then you keep Kenneth Walker. That's a that's a, that's a, I I felt like that was an easy one though for real. And what the cow? I don't know. We'll have to see. All right. If you need more trade counsel, then obviously tweet at us at Bay Council or DM us on Instagram, Sports Council, and we will help you out with your trades. We love judging other people's trades, honestly. I love judging them because I will never make a trade. I'll never make a trade. I'll be honest. You live vicariously through them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. That's that's awful. Or that's, dude, that's. No, dude, because I, I, after Derrick Henry did me dirty, I can never do it again. <laughs> Seriously. All right, let's get into our starts and sits here. 
Starting at quarterback here, I got Tom Brady versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sorry, G, but this is going to happen. Right now, you're a little bit uncertain about Brady. He doesn't put up the best numbers, and it's been that way for a while. But let me tell you something about the Pittsburgh defense. You know, they are 30th in the league in passing yards allowed. (laughs) They are not looking good anywhere, and this is probably the year that Tom... Uh, Mike Tomlin has a losing record because there's just really no solutions that they can go to. They got Pickett. They're starting him right now. Doesn't really happen. It doesn't really, you know, work like that. Meanwhile, Tom Brady's getting his weapons back. He's got, you know, Mike Evans back. He's got Chris Godwin, who's returning healthier and healthier every week. And I think he's ready to just air it out. You know, he's probably thinking, like, why why did I come out of retirement? You know, fuck it. Let's just ball at this point. I don't care. You know? <laughs> I, I, wa- I wanted to play football. Let's play football. And, you know, obviously he wants to win, but I think he really is just ready for a game like this. And he's just going to shit all over the Steelers just like he has for a generation now. That's that's tough to hear for, for G, I know. I have but, absolutely uh, nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yes, I accept it. Um, so my start of the week, dude, I switched it up again, guys. I'm back on my... On my it game, dude. This is a guy you need to pick up on waivers because I know he's out there. No one's going to think it. It's Nostra Man himself. Gino the hero, okay, dude, against the Cardinals. Bro has been balling. I think he's got like the... Oh, he's got more touchdowns for sure than Russell Wilson. That's all I know. And um, he this... I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game just because of how trash these two bird teams are, dude. Honestly. Like, how can you even trust the Cardinals? Looks they do they suck. I think they're like, well, like two and three now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not go it's not good. The game script for this thing is just gonna be amazing. Geno Smith has been putting up amazing numbers the past. He got that dog in him games. too. Yeah, he's got that dog. He's sitting on that bench for like those seven years. It's just it's just too much. Or nine? Well, really, his entire career. It's just too much, dude. He's I mean, I. I, I agree with you. Gino's got that dog in him, and I just feel like against the Sharknels, that and... was a great matchup. <laughs> that was my joke. I just didn't want to say it, you know? And it's against... And I it's... know. We're a classy podcast. <laughs> and yeah. it's at home, dude. You already know that they're not going to be able to get plays or the calls right. The Cardinals aren't, you know? so I know. I mean, speaking this about is... class, Matt, but I was going to say what, if you guys, in reference to AB's tweet this weekend... If you know what it is, you know. Yeah, you're it's stupid, dude. Joke. Be quiet. It's also a joke on the Cardinals, but I won't say that one. We'll keep it at the Sharknels for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're then keeping it, keeping it in the Sharknel community, I am my start for no quarterback, but for running back, I got Ken Walker against Arizona. I think for a lot of the same reasons Gav said, their offense is hitting right now, and their offense, the run game kind of predicates off having a very successful pass game. And obviously Rashad Penny's hurt, but that doesn't really affect their passing game as much. So as long as they can still uh, be viable over the air, like the running game is kind of going to be secondary piece to it. Exactly. It's just the accessory, you know, and there's just their accessory still gets value. And just having a starting running back for a team that can some weeks be a run first team. I mean, they haven't really shown it yet, but, you know, that's what they are at heart. So I think that you can get them. You might as well pick them up this week. You're not going to be getting starting running backs anywhere else telling you dude the Arizona Cardinals cannot do it I mean they have to make their quarterback study and this is going to be in a stadium where you can't hear anything definitely not going to get plays off you see that stat 
where it's like um Kyler Murray is like two and forty three when there's a Call of Duty double XP weekend or something like that. <laughs> no, are you yeah, joking? Three, three and forty three. Call of Duty. There was one this weekend. Uh, yeah, do not tell XP me that. Weekend. See, this is it's, <laughs> the game script is just too good, dude. We gotta, we gotta. No, well, that, that was last weekend. Sense. I don't know about this weekend, Gav. Yeah, now he's gonna go off. That's the thing. Oh, it was last weekend. Darn it. Yeah, Darn it. Sorry right. about that. Sorry to burst well, bubble. Even better, great, great game script for him. Just gonna be throwing it deep. Okay, I got my running back sit. I, I start my bad. It's Ramondre Steven season, and this is gonna be another Steven season. It's another hype train in the making. Where's this love coming from? What is this? Fantasy Twitter is going off about this guy. I myself are included in that because I am fantasy Twitter, obviously. You know, Damian Harris is out, much to my dismay. But I will still hop on the Ramondre Stevenson train. You know, he's been looking better and better every week. Cleveland is a bottom five rush defense right now. Everyone's just running all over them. And it seems like just everyone is able to have like a great game just running the ball. And the Patriots, they still have uncertainty at quarterback here, right? I don't know if Max is going to play or not. If he is, he's still going to be recovering from that ankle injury. And, you know, Zappi, uh, you know, you can't really trust him. So, you know, they've always been a ground and pound team under Mac Jones, under Zappi. It doesn't matter. But you establish your identity on the ground. The Cleveland Browns are a terrible rush defense. So why wouldn't you start Ramondre Stevenson at this point? He's going to get all the opportunities. He's up against a terrible rush defense. So, you know, you got to start him at this point. And you can't forget the best part about it, that he's from the Bay Area. So, you know, they got that dog in him. Yeah, we love our Bay Area folks around here. He's very sensitive, I bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, oh, I I love to hear that. I love to hear it from you guys. Finally, the Patriots getting love. I love it. I right. love this dude. He's a bowling ball. I'll be honest with you. He looks like a bowling ball. He's a there. fucking. He's literally a fucking beast. I don't know why I won't <laughs> give him more touches from getting the year. I know, but I'm happy they're getting there now. Of Damien. Yeah. Well, keeping it with the Patriots, dude. Oh man, I love this man. You got to start. Uh, we're talking about wide receivers now. You got to start Jacoby Myers, dude. I accidentally... Beast. He's been beast. He finally... Dude, he popped off last week, bro. Seven receptions, 111 yards, and finally, dear God, thank baby Jesus, he got a touchdown. Boys, <gasps> I think this is open season. And this is with Zappy, okay? You know? It, it just goes to show that Myers is that guy. Because if Mac Jones is throwing him to so often and Zappy is throwing to him... This guy has to do, be doing something right. He runs routes perfectly, and he's a dog. You were talking about dogs. This guy's straight legit, dude. And he, I think he's still on waiver wires, I'll be honest with you, because I know he he's is on a, a few. Nobody few wants waiver. him. Nobody wants him, but everyone should, dude. I mean, if you guys were, uh, you know, smart, as our listeners should be smart, you guys would have picked him up last week. When I, I did pick so. him up, but I dropped him. Because I had to oh, pick God. up a defense. Oh, that's on you, man. I know. Look, listen. I had the Steelers defense, dude. You guys really put me in a tight situation. So I had to drop something. I don't somebody. blame you. I mean, if you would have started Jacoby Myers, you would have got 25 points. That's true. But, you know, I thought I didn't think he was going to be that good. He just came back. Damn. No faith. No. It, it, you know, I don't want to start somebody that's hurt, you know. I, I, I tend to jinx people. That's what it is. That's fair. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's a good start. I mean, like I said, if you were listening, you would have been one week early. 
already, so Sorry. it's okay. Still an opportunity. Uh, my guy this week, kind of a stretch. This is kind of one of those that kind of play on implications. Uh, different things have to fall right, okay? But it's Jarvis Landry against Cincinnati. Dude, before you lose your mind. Wild. I'm already before losing. Before you lose your mind. What? Before the... you lose it, just hold on to it for a sec. Okay, I'm holding. All right. All right, let me sell you on this, all right? I'm a salesman, all right? All right, we got Olave, who's just suffered a pretty serious concussion. They cannot bring him out of it this week. There is no chance that he plays after what happened to Tua. If they let him out there, they would probably fucking end up, you know, giving him some type of long-term injury. You know, hopefully that doesn't happen. They'd be smart, and they just, no, don't do anything crazy like that. Okay, so you have Olave out. Okay, next step is that you got Michael Thomas who's returning from injury. And, you know, players returning from injury. And he's going to be going into wide receiver one rule against a lockdown corner like Eli Apple. So it's this, it's a hard matchup, especially you are turning off an injury. You say, you say number one lockdown corner, Eli Apple? Correct. <laughs> yes, Correct. facts. Can you hear it from the people? Say for the people in the back. Uh-huh. Yeah, all right. I'm just kidding. But it's oh. just like, I just think that, you know, you got a team that's going to pass the ball quite a bit. Obviously, they're more of a run focus when they can, but uh, they're going to have to pass the ball a little bit. So I just kind of see them being in a pass passing type of thing, especially against the Bengals where they're going to put up a lot of points. You got to pass to get the ball back and, you know, stay in the game. You're not going to have Olave. You know, Jarvis Landry's the only healthy receiver coming in from last week. So, you know. I just feel like by technicalities, especially if Michael Thomas doesn't even play at all, so there's still a chance he's still questionable, but most likely they're saying he's expected to play. So regardless, I think Landry is good. And unless there's some reason Olave starts, I would not start Landry, but I'm for the most part pretty certain that he will not be starting. Very scientific breakdown. Thank you, G. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of course. Anything you for research. you, Gav. Thank you. Thank you. I'm writing notes. Okay. Aww. Well, here we go. Tight end, start oh. of the week. Oh. I've lost all hope in tight ends as it is. So, you know. <laughs> you why, already have the top why? two, you have none. Yeah, so let's go with none. I mean, what do you you got to lose by not starting Taysom Hill versus the Cincinnati Bengals, right? You either start a nice, reliable, safe tight end in Tyler Conklin, and you get zero points. <laughs> or, you know, you pick a late-round tight end like Cole Komet, you get zero points. The, the tight end position, I'm sorry, folks, has broken me over these past five weeks. I, I just no longer believe in, you know, having a nice and stable tight end. You know, I'm just going for broke here. I'm going for the anarchy and start the guy that's not even a tight end and just benefit from it. Honestly, well, I don't understand why Taysom Hill is labeled as a tight end at this point. This is, you know, this will obviously cause some kind of controversy i hope in the next coming weeks because it just makes no sense and it's just a huge game breaker at this point but you know if you're one of those guys who doesn't care what it takes and you just gotta win right now just start that guy start Taysom hill because you either can get like two points from conklin or you know hayden hurst or dalton schultz or something like that or you know you can also get zero points from Taysom hill but you could also get 32 points so I'd rather have that gigantic ceiling and, you know, have the exact same floor as every other, you know, waiver wire tight end out there. Like, who cares? Just start this guy. I 
I uh, I'm not as pessimistic as uh, Matt. I'll give you somebody who's a solid start. You okay. should be. This is <laughs> this is a solid start, boys. I, I'll put my money on my. Well, uh, okay, I, I was joking. I'm not gonna put my money where my mouth is. I'll be honest with you. you but can't. this is a great sit right now. Start. I'm gonna start. 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 Sorry, I was tripping. Um, because you're sitting him every other time. I'm talking about Evan Ingram against the Colts, bro. This is just the fact that the Jaguars own the Colts. Okay, Evan Ingram's coming off. I. I mean, I think he's starting to be that guy that, you know, you need. He saw 10 targets last week against Houston. Six receptions. He has 12.9 points. And the last time Evan Ingram faced the uh, the Colts, he dropped 11 points on eight targets. It's just, it's going to be a frenzy. This is their get right. We were talking about get right um, last week with all of our players. I don't know how it happened, but. This is definitely a get right for Jacksonville. Um, even though it's an Indy, and I don't know, Indianapolis is a wild card, this is a great, you know, plug and play just for you. You know. How dare you bring up Evan Ingram? I know, I, I know. Especially I, in a start. I know, and I, 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 him. I am one who hates Evan Ingram. I had him like two years ago, and I started him for like a, a good five weeks. Drop touchdowns left and right, but I guess he's picking it back up again. I don't. I I think you'd be hard pressed to find a guy who likes Evan Ingram. Dylan literally hates him so much, you know. Yeah. I, I Dylan doesn't even hate people, honestly. I know. What are the nice person? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. He just hates Giants, Evan Ingram. Uh, you don't know about different. that. Yeah, it's just like how Tom Brady and um, the Bucks is different. Evan Ingram's different too. All right. Speaking about <sighs> quarterbacks that are playing different right now, my sit of the week for quarterback <laughs> is Aaron Rodgers versus the New York Jets. Know what you're thinking. It's Aaron Rodgers, and it's the New York Jets. This isn't the same New York Jets that you've known before. They got they got a new cornerback in Sauce Gardner, right? And I believe in this kid. He He's the next right island, now. dude. Yeah. I Robert Sala is figuring things out, right? You know, last time... Like, when he was the defensive coordinator of the Niners, he was trash for, like, the first year, right? But then he got better, and he improved. And now that he's got the talent around him, just like he did in San Francisco, his Jets are looking sneaky good. And, you know, Zach Wilson's the quarterback again. And, you know, I think the Jets can be just a little bit of a sleeper team to look out for, especially with a good defense. And Aaron Rodgers is not looking good right now. Like, I know the name is great uh, like it like oh he's the two-time mvp right now he's reigning mvp but man he has not scored over 20 points right now just in the last five games and these are not like the best matchups but they're not the worst ones either right like i don't understand what happened against the giants he had two touchdowns i think he had like 130 yards at the half and then he just never did anything again he was trying to play hero and, ball the entire game dude yeah and he doesn't have a Devonte Adams where he could just reliably, you know, go to, in like single man coverage. So they're just gonna bring the house on him. They're gonna pressure him, and you know, his wide receivers are improving for sure. But it's not enough where you can say, can I legitimately start him as a quarterback one right now? And I don't think you can because I think the time has come where 
you have to consider other options, just like Geno Smith, right? I'm seriously considering starting Geno Smith over Aaron Rodgers because, you know, it's not even about the talent. It's not about the talent. It's about the matchups, and it's about whether you can score or not. Green Bay is good enough where they don't have to score that much in a shootout, but they're also not good enough to right now compete in a shootout and Rodgers can air it out because he just can't right now. They're going to try to probably run the ball more and just win games rather than try to make Aaron Rodgers a three-time reigning MVP back-to-back-to-back, right? So, you know, I'm just going to sit Aaron Rodgers, and hopefully he proves me wrong, but, you know, I'm waiting. The clock is ticking. Uh, okay. I didn't want to do it two times in one season. But Much less five weeks. Five weeks. I know. Jesus Christ. I, I, I think I might be crazy on this one, guys. Crazy genius. You got to sit Patrick Mahomes against the Bills. Bro no. is going <laughs> down. And I, you, guys, you, guys, you guys didn't trust me last time I said this, dude. Listen. Listen. That Bills defense is no joke, okay? For, you know, before <clears throat> the Bills defense used to give up a lot of points against uh, players, like teams that are like above 500, you know, they would go ham against teams that are trash, like the Steelers. Um, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but for once, Von Miller is there to shore up that defensive line. And they're finna eat. Patrick Mahomes alive. It's going to look like Super Bowl. I forgot what Super Bowl it was, but I'll be honest. Matt Patrick Mahomes is going to be seeing the clouds a lot. He's going to be on his back the entire time. You know, Greg Rousseau, my guy, Ed Oliver, those guys are... Oh, man, I just can't wait to see... My, I, this might kind of be hate. I'll be honest. I, I watched oh, it's definitely that. hate. It's definitely hate, um, but... I just don't think that Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, is gonna you're tripping. No, dude, stop. You're tripping so much that I made I know my Jordan running back Boyer sit of the week. I made my running back sit of the week. The same player on the same team. I took Clyde Edwards-Helaire. <laughs> I kind of agree with you. I don't know why. I know that at the end of the week, it's probably gonna be like 35 to 34, and they're both the offenses are just gonna go nuclear. But for some reason, I just keep telling myself that the Bills' defense is at least gonna stop Clyde. Let alone maybe Patrick, you know. No, dude, I think at least Clyde. I think I think at the Clyde at the bare minimum, and like if you're right at the at the at the peak of it, you could shut down Mahomes, which I don't think is gonna happen. But I can see in a, a situation where he at least doesn't, you know, get to project. Oh, uh, okay. So you're not gonna sit Mahomes, okay? Fine. You're gonna temper. You're, you're, you're gonna yeah, fade you're, him. Yeah. You're definitely starting Geno over. Oh. <laughs> you definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely starting Gino over Patrick oh, Mahomes. Gino's oh. gonna absolutely shit. The oh god! Now. Listen, and if I'm right, I'm right. If see, listen, the only reason I'm not a hundred percent on it is because there's so many injuries. Like Micah Hyde really had to go out for the entire season. Jordan Poirier has to be injured right now. Are if you they serious? don't understand yeah. how to defend Matt Patrick Mahomes yet, I mean that's just on them. I mean, if you just double. Uh, Kels the entire yeah. time. We'll Who else is gonna throw it? Because, dude, I don't, if you, I don't know if you want that Monday night game, everyone was dropping balls. Pause. Yeah, it's true. I mean, also you gotta take in consideration that like they just got a lot of weapons, but at the no, end of the day, like it does enough. still all revolve around Travis Kelsey. If you can just stop him, 
No, yeah. I, trust I mean, like me. I said, I kind of agree with you, Gav. That's why I have Ceh as my running back fit. So kind of hand in hand there. I also just want to state that they kind of started giving a lot more carries to Jet McKinnon, and they're giving some carries to Pacheo. So I think if you can, I would I'd rather than bench Ceh, I would try to sell high. Yeah, you definitely have to sell high. You have to sell high him. I forgot to mention. Yeah, I wanted you to say have that. Mentioned him. Sell him. But I think it's kind of yeah. too late. You're not going to get as much as you could have. People, people, say, yeah. newcomers in the league, people who have never seen Clyde Edwards Hilaire before, probably would probably buy him right now. <laughs> they don't understand the pain. Yeah. They don't have the history. Yeah. yeah. We know All what right. he can do at his lowest. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor versus the Jacksonville Jaguars as my sit of the week. Is he playing? Um, even if, like, maybe he'll play, maybe he won't. I'm pretty sure he's going to play because JT is. You know, he's an Iron Man. He usually doesn't miss anything, right? I think he just missed his first practice ever, like, last week. And then he missed his first game in, like, I don't know, since high school. So he's usually an Iron Man when it comes to this. And that's why he was baked into his value as a number one overall pick. But obviously, because of the curse of number one overall picks, he gets hurt and he sucks, right? And now he's going to suck against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why? Not only does Jacksonville allow, like, the sixth least rushing yards per game this season it's because like you have to explain more of the why right and i always say the sad of you know least rushing yards per game but i'll explain a little bit about why it's because jacksonville's defensive line is great and just like trent balky still hate him but he knows how to build a good defensive line and when you got trevon walker as your number one overall pick screaming on the edge he he's going to be able to defend well against the run and the Jaguars know the Colts. They're divisional rivals. They know the one thing that they do is run the ball well. So what are they going to do? They're going to sell out against the run. <laughs> JT already has a terrible line against the um, what? The Jaguars already this year, right? And I think he got like five points, maybe. He got seven points in PPR, which isn't great. So And he had nine attempts for 54 yards because the Colts just stopped running the ball because they knew Jaguars were going to stop it, right? And the Colts' offensive line is not what it used to be. It is terrible right now. So bad offensive line, good defensive line, injured Jonathan Taylor, and a Jaguars team that knows their history. So why would you start him at this point? I have to because I don't have any running backs left. (laughs) Don't start Jonathan Taylor. That's a bold, bold take. Very bold. Um, I like it, though, but it's bold. No, dude, I I don't think it's It's that bold. bold. I'll be honest with you. JT, he's just not looked right. I, I already told you guys that. Deep, the number that... one player, the number one pick, JT. It's so hard just me to imagine him sitting on your bench. And I don't. Th- I think I said this before, but the number one overall pick is always the worst pick in the like the first two rounds. I'll be honest. Yep. Yeah. Um. So my sit of the week for wide receiver. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to recover from my Mahomes pick. I don't know if I can really. Ah. Uh... You just got to sit Jamar Chase, dude, against the Saints. Lattimore, period. Lattimore, period. And, I mean, he hasn't been doing well anyway. Everyone's figured out how to stop him. The Bengals just double him all the time. (laughs) Which which everyone should do against Kelsey, but I don't know why you got to double this bum Chase. It's just not not it. Just the matchup. I mean, is, is Marshawn healthy, though? I know he left last game early, didn't he? Oh, what? I didn't know he was... I'll be honest. That might be why your DK Metcalf pick didn't work out very well. What? This is because yeah. DK Metcalf just 
that gets one touchdown to save his entire freaking weekend. Always. I'm I'm trying to look for you right now, Gav, but I want to say he did oh, no. get hurt last he game. He did get hurt. I'm looking it up right now. I think he came back. He, yeah, I think he came back. It says he left the game. Okay, so it probably means he's gonna play. Yeah, I, I can understand that. That's yeah. a good pick. It's, a, it's, a it's hard. Idea. It's hard when you're playing these number one man-to-man shutdown corners. You know. Yeah. I think that's kind of like what you kind of avoid on a week-to-week basis with your receivers. See, the only thing I, I mean, didn't get to take account is that DK is a, a freaking rock. So he probably just destroyed. I will give you one Latimer. thing. T shock, Higgins, if he's crush. hurt, if T Higgins is hurt. It really shuts down Jamar Chase because you don't have to cover both Higgins and Chase, right? So then once Higgins is out, you saw what the Ravens did. They just blanketed Chase, and then they just forced your Oboe to go anywhere else. So, you know, if T. Higgins is out, I'd really like sitting Chase, yeah. which is weird to say, but, you know, that's how it works. T. Higgins is better, I'll be honest. Mm, I yeah. don't know. We'll see. I, I honestly kind of – I think they're 1A, 1B. Yeah, that's true. 1A being T. Higgins. <laughs> You're a fucking nerd. But I kind of use the same ideology you use for your pick on my pick for oh. receiver. Um, I picked Mike Will. I think a matchup against PS2 is uh, going to be a very hard, difficult one, especially because of the way he plays. He doesn't really create separation. And Marshall Lattimore, or not Marshall Lattimore, uh, Patrick Sertan can be in your face. And he kind of go up with you on these jump pass, jump balls, and that stuff that Michael kind of succeeds at the most. The only thing I would look into is if Keenan's going to play, kind of changes stuff if he plays because then, you know, you're not really sure who's going to be getting the number one coverage all game. Is anybody actually going to get number one coverage all game? Most likely, if it is, it's going to be Keenan. So there's a lot of things that kind of go into this pick, but I, for the most part, I don't, I don't like the matchup still. The Denver defense has been absolutely fantastic for how as their offense has been. So The only reason why they're like even the, close in games. Really. Right, exactly. So the only reason they're yeah close in games right now is because it's very very good defense. So um I like I like the matchup for the Broncos against the Chargers just defensively. So I would sit Mike Will. I would think about it a little bit more about if I want to sit him or not if Keenan's playing. But at the end of the day, if I have a little bit better option like a Christian Kirk or something like that, I'd start them. Facts. But yeah. Um, that's a good pick. And that 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 line um, is is very sus, uh, the Chargers. But right. I'm sitting. Uh, I mean, really, are you? You might as well not have the tight end position around, because it, it's just awful. You could literally pick. <laughs> we could literally that faith in tight ends. We before, literally yeah. could pick. And well, listen, that's just a matchup. We know what happens when the Jaguars play the Colts. But otherwise, again, you don't have the top two. You don't have a tight end. You're sitting Dallas Goddard against Dallas. Mm, I, well, yeah. I was supposed to say Dallas versus Dallas, but you know, I'm I'm done with these jokes. Tight end <laughs> position is sad, um, and I feel like, I mean, you gotta fade him. You can't sit a tight end that's this prow like this guy this much prowess. And the Eagles, I'll admit it, are doing good. I just hope that Dallas is front. You know, I think I hopefully Michael Parsons is so good. Um, that he can, I could disrupt Jalen Hurts, and I uh, I hope that Trayvon Diggs is finally on his next level things, and not just like he's been on di- that. Wait, I know, but dude, he looks yeah. ridiculous in like some clips. He's just like lost. Yeah. He gives up like the giant I mean, clay. The Cowboys are not winning because of Cooper Rush, by the way. 
They're, yeah. win- they're winning because of their defense. The, the defense. That's the only reason why I might sit Dallas Goddard. I might. You start Evan Ingram because he's on the waiver wire, but I'm not feeling good about sitting any tight end that's the as, as on a good deep offense. I give you some stats here. Colts allow the fourth most points to tight ends, so that's good for your Evan Ingram pick. Cowboys allow the fourth least points to tight ends. Oh, see, oh my God, thank you for the save. Yeah, there and was something about it. Who allows the third least points to tight ends? The New Orleans Saints. And that's why I'm sitting Hayden Hurst versus the Saints. And he's had a pretty respectable line for the past couple of games, mostly because he got a couple touchdowns. But honestly, if T. Higgins is out, I'm predicting, honestly, a very bad game for Joe Burrow and the Bengals because, you know, it seems like the Super Bowl hangover is still around them. Even though they should have won if Zach Taylor didn't just go for the touchdown and, and he just went for the field goal instead. But it there's an aura around the Bengals right now, and it's not great. And I think that the Saints are still a great defensive team. I think they know how to operate against Joe Burrow and the Bengals, even though they've really never faced each other. I think that you know they'll come in with a good defensive game plan. It's going to be so much harder for them if Deegan's is out because they're going to blanket chase I think Hurst might have a good line if, you know, a good floor if he Burrow is forced to dump it off to him like he was last week. But, you know, I have to go with the matchup odds here. And the Saints have the least amount of points scored against, like, the third least points scored against the run tight ends. And against standard scoring, it's three. They allow three points per game <laughs> to Jesus tight ends. Jesus Christ. So that's a really low floor. So, again... Why wouldn't why would you do that when you could just pick up an Evan Ingram, get a better matchup, <laughs> get the opportunities, right? <laughs> the fact that that came out of your mouth, God like, almost had me die. I know, like it's desperation, but you know, why would you like? It's a it's a crapshoot at this point. Just pick the one with the best matchup and see if it works. Because Evan Ingram might get zero, Hayden Hurst might get zero, but the odds of getting Evan Ingram getting zero are much less than Hayden Hurst, right? So, you just got to play the odds. Math. Math things, bro. Quick maths. All right. And that is going to do it for our starts and sits. We will have a comprehensive list out on Saturday afternoon. And you can always, you know, tweet at us with some FF counsel. We got you covered if you have some lineup decisions that you need. And uh, we're always online. We're here to help you out. So, that'll do it for our show today. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon Music, uh, anywhere you can find podcasts. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Bay Council, our Instagram, Sports Council, Sports underscore Council. That's both spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L. And you can stay up to date on the latest and greatest of our sports takes on there. So that's it for this show, guys. Anything you want to say? Yeah, last thing I want to say, I want everybody listening this far into our podcast to go out and make one trade this week, bro. I don't care if it deteriorates your whole team. Just go make a trade, bro. Life's too short to not make trades in fantasy football. Yeah. That's all. Have fun out there. It's all about having fun and getting the best player out of a trade. Go try to fleece someone. It's kind of fun trying to, trying to fleece Trying someone. to fleece? I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> when you offer them Mike Boone for someone on your team and they're like, why the fuck would I do that? You're just like, honestly, I don't know, but you still want to do it? 
it's kind of just fun. You got to get a, a couple laughs out of it too. Yeah, good way <laughs> to get who? you know your team. <laughs> you get, it's good for both of you guys. Both get to laugh about a bad trade, and if he accepts it, then you get to laugh and you get the best players. So listen, I need hey. all the listeners to uh, pick up Jacoby Myers and start him as your wide receiver one, please, for me, <laughs> for your for the boys, you know, because oh, G had the request of you doing one trade. I request that you start somebody. Oh. Also, uh, we are sad to announce that our uh, mascot. The sports console mascot Trevor the Crab has uh, passed away. <laughs> um, no, dude, no, <laughs> not Trevor. This is a personal. This is a per- more of a personal thing. But either way, rest in peace, Trevor. Um, I know Grant, our friend in sports console, will be very happy to hear that. Yeah. But or at least a shout out, not the big shout out. But yeah. you know, <laughs> stupid, stupid Bonkers country. Let's die. That'll do it, guys. See ya. See you later.